You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Merry Christmas, church family. It is Christmas Eve, and I'm excited that you're tuned into the podcast. I hope that our uh, walk through the Gospel of Luke has helped you celebrate Advent well in your homes. I'd like to take the opportunity to let you know that we will have a podcast on Christmas morning, but we will not have podcasts for the remainder of the week. We're going to take a little break, uh, and so I hope that we you'll catch up with us uh, soon as we start to release new episodes, getting ready for the new year. Our guest today to help us in our Advent reading for Luke is my wife, Lindsay Skipper. So, hey, Lindsay. Hey. Thanks for joining us. I'm very excited about the devotion that you have for our church family, and we're eager to hear. Okay, well, let's get started. My passage is from Luke chapter 2, verses um, 25 through 35. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Um, I've been reading with the boys um, the book, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. It's one of our favorite books. We read it every year at Christmas time. Um, and if you don't know the storyline, kind of some rough kids from the neighborhood end up at church and they end up in the Christmas pageant. And, um, the Herdmans. The Herdmans, yes. Um, and so we love reading this every year, but it reminded me this year um, when they first come to the rehearsal, they've never heard the Christmas story. And so they're just astonished that Mary was treated so poorly and that, you know, they think Herod should be, you know, run out of town and shot. They're just there. They can't fathom it. And so, um, but the narrator of the story says, you know, can you imagine if you had never heard the Christmas story? And so as I was looking at these verses, I kind of took that mindset, like, you know, I've never read this before, try to imagine what, what I would think. Um, and honestly, my first thought as a parent was, stranger danger like this guy this old guy has come up to Mary and Joseph as they've come into the temple you know to do um offer their sacrifices and he takes their child you know so my first thought as a parent would be stranger danger what are you doing here you know um but it's so neat in those first few verses because um it says that Simeon was righteous and devout of course Mary and Joseph had no way of knowing that but it says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel um and I looked up that word consolation just to see um a little more clearly what it meant 
Um, and the definition I found says a person or thing providing comfort to a person who has suffered. Um, and so Simeon is looking for that comfort um, for Israel. And it says the Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit is mentioned three times in these verses. It says the Holy Spirit was upon him. It also says that the Holy Spirit um, had revealed this to him. And it also says that he was moved by the Holy Spirit. Um, and I just thought that was really neat how the Holy Spirit was obviously strong with him and it had given him this vision that, um, that he would see the Lord's Christ before he died. Um, it's also neat to me that he knew when they came in because he probably had no other way of knowing. You know, the passage doesn't say that it was announced that he came in, you know, and that everybody knew it, but the Holy Spirit had revealed that to him. And I thought that was really neat. Um, so when he takes the child, it says he... It, it says that Simeon took him in his arms and he praised God saying, and he has this um, little passage that he says, and um, it says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Um, I love in verse 32 how it says, even then, that Jesus is going to be a light for the Gentiles, um, that he is coming to save all people, not just for that consolation of Israel, but he's going to be a light to the Gentiles as well. Um, and then in verse 33, after that, it says, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And you have to wonder, you know, of course, they've been um, visited by angels, both of them. Um, they've also been visited by the shepherds, you know. Um, but you have to wonder, too, as they're going to the temple, like, did this provide them some confirmation that they needed to say, okay, all of this stuff is crazy, well, but yeah, right. this is what God's doing, obviously, you know, because this crazy old man at the temple knows what's going <laughs> right. on, too, you know. Or not so crazy old man. Right, but, you know... Um, and so um, it says they marveled at what was said about um, the child. And then Simeon kind of gives this warning to Mary, you know. And as a mom, you have to think, gosh, like, he, he kind of says some ominous things here about yeah. the child. Um, and so just to look at that again, he says, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. And it says that he says this specifically to Mary. Um, so he gives this warning to Mary, you know, about the persecution that Jesus would face. Um, he also, you know, points out that um, he's going to be revealing truth in people's hearts. Um, and then that last line, I mean, he, he points to the fact that she's also going to endure some pain and grief and heartache through this, you know. Um, just a really um, important reminder, I think, for Mary of, hey, this is this is going to be tough, you know. Um, I love this passage, though. It's a beautiful picture of what God was doing and how he was moving the people um, around them to, um, you know, confirm things and um, also to encourage them, I think, in some ways. Um, and I just wanted to close with um, some 
words from a hymn that's actually one of my favorite Christmas hymns, and we, we sang it in church a couple weeks ago. We don't sing it very often. It's not a Christmas carol, I guess, that you would um, normally think of. But um, it has that line in it, the consolation of Israel, and it's um, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. It was written by Charles Wesley, who was a leader in um, the Methodist church. But um, these are the words of that hymn. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Um, I just think it's a good reminder that even now, as we wait for Jesus to come back, um, you know, we can live in his kingdom with holy expectation of what he's doing and what he will do. Lynn, thanks for sharing with us. I appreciate that. Church family, I remind you that tonight at 5, it's Christmas Eve. We're going to gather as a church family for our Christmas Eve service. And I hope that you'll take the opportunity to invite friends and family to join you for worship um, as we gather around the expectation of celebrating the Incarnation um, tomorrow morning. So Merry Christmas, and I can't wait to see you tonight at 5.